This is the final Hooter on Radio General. The Feel Better Station for Warrington Hospital. This is Radio General. Now, the final Hooter. Two rounds down. It's looking all right, isn't it? Super League Championship. Yeah, I've got to admit, it's been a great start to the season, hasn't it? Mm. Uh, all, all across those two competitions, we've got yeah. the Challenge Cup, which is fired in as well. Of course, yeah. What round are we up to now? Round four. Uh, round four was drawn on Monday night. Championship boys about are, are in the hat. They certainly are, yeah. We had a whole uh, raft of uh, postponed fixtures last week because of Big Storm. Big Storm carer. And I tell you what, we've got Dennis the Menace coming Dennis up the Menace. this coming weekend. The Storm and Dennis Betts. Storm, no, Storm Dennis. No. Oh, Storm Den- Dennis Moran. It could be Dennis Moran. Yeah, he was a Storm in a Den- teacup, wasn't he? This is Dennis Ramsey. Back it, in the day, there was Dennis Ramsdale. Ramsdale. Yeah, played for Wigan. Any other famous Dennises? Um, not at such not a short off notice. The top of me yeah, no, but Dennis, the Boyd. Dennis Boyd. Dennis Boyd. Dennis Boyd. That was Les Boyd. Yeah, there was a Dennis Boyd as well. That's his kid. Um, I, I don't think there's any kid. relation to Did you call him our kid in Australia? Um, no, because I think he was a Wigan. Uh, okay. It seems Dennis was an interesting. There was uh, a Dennis old. Oh, there was a Dennis O'Neill that Witness played for. He's actually part of the last Great Britain team that beat Australia in 1972. I think. Well, They've just been uh, rewarded, haven't they? And acknowledged for the fact. the medals. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really good. That, yeah, Dennis Boyd right, was okay. a player who played for Wigan, Oldham, Carlisle, Salford, and Lee. Right, listen, we're not going to spend this third edition of the final Hooter on Talking loverugbyleague.com. And thank you very much to Radio General for letting us use the studio. We're not just talking about Dennis all night. Okay. Okay. But he was a great player. You, get, you go across those five clubs. Wow. Um, okay. Let's just stick with the Dennis theme before we do move on. Okay. Are there any other Dennis who's playing rugby league at the minute that I can't think of? At the moment, I can't think of any. got to be a Dennis knocking about. Come on, come on. If you know a Dennis out there in rugby league There must be a Dennis either in League One, Championship or in Super League knocking about. No, no. If if you're at an amateur club and you know a Dennis, you've got to let us know. You've got to tweet me. At Dave Parkinson RL. I want that story. Well, in the interviews we've got lined up, we've got no Dennis's. We've got Adrian Lamb, Christian Wolf, Steve Price, Steve, uh, Stephen, I think they said Steve Ratchford, Stephen Ratchford, and then Jack Owens. So, no Dennis's interview wise, but we've got me and you, Adrian Jackson, Dave Parkinson, talking rugby league. Two rounds down for the Championship and Super League. Wow, who do you think's made the biggest statement? Not Sonny Bill Williams because he's kind of struggled, hasn't he? He hasn't made the expected impact. Oh, no. has he? Has he made the impact that we all expected? I mean, what was all that about? A sulfur word. Um, listen, Brian McDermott's been involved in Super League not just as a player but as a coach for as long as I can remember, as long as me being a journal. And he's trying to say he didn't re- realise that the losing coach had to go in and do uh, a bit of a chat with the press after the game. I love a bit of karma. Don't mm. you love a bit of karma? Yeah, you, you, you probably enjoy that story you, you after, heard, the, after the roasting you got yeah, last you, time. You heard in our last podcast the fact that he was questioning whether I was a journalist or not. Yeah. Um, come on, Barrett, Brian. I know they call him Barry then. Brian, you should have known the protocol. You know the protocol. Don't, don't tell fibs. Hashtag, hashtag, where's Brian? Has he surfaced yet? 
he tried to say he, he didn't uh, face the press because he really he fought yeah, and he didn't want to speak to him because he lost of course he would have everybody wants to speak to everyone him everyone wants to speak to the losing coach it is a protocol and even if you don't go in then you get somebody to go in on your behalf don't you so that yeah. both sides of the to- of the story are told anyway away from that on the field who's, who's impressed the two rounds in I've got to say I've got to say we've only got two um two teams that have played both matches and won them both and that's Hull FC and Castleford Tigers so I think from a Hull right. FC point of view um, their pack their pack's just a monster pack isn't it you know what I'm going to say Warrington even though they lost out to Wigan first round uh, a man down after Chris Hill um, rush of blood and getting himself sent off uh, despite going down to Wigan, I thought they were be- the better team, Warrington. They look lean and mean, don't they? And um, they, they put St. Helens to the sword as well. So I'm going to throw Warrington into that hat as well. Yeah, I'm going to chuck Castleford in because mm. I've just been really impressed with the way that Jake Truman has, um, I, I suppose, got over the disappointment of going away with Great Britain and then not being played at all. I think with, with Castleford, everyone thought the game was up when um, Luke Gale decided to go... Leeds because they, they won for oh, they're a one man team it's, it's all about Luke Gale but they've shown when he wasn't playing last year and in, in, in the two games so far that they can cope with him. yeah I would agree I mean they've, they've brought in Danny Richardson as well haven't mm. they who we all know was um, sort of pushed on the outer at St Helens and never quite happened for him in his second season at Saints did it he's kind of showing it though isn't he he's showing yeah. glimpses of the player that we always knew that he could become and uh, yeah I think it's really suited uh, Castleford that, that move and, and him getting involved in there mm. um, I've got to say as well though um, I, and I know that results will suggest otherwise but been really impressed with Hull Kingston Rovers so they had that that thumping great win against Wakefield in week one and I thought they were very very good against Hull at the weekend Mm. just gone I thought that um, you know they played a brand of rugby which um, you know was very entertaining they scored possibly what could be considered the try of the season where I think the ball went through 10 passes before it was finished off uh, in the corner so you know magnificent rugby league try Uh, and I just get the feeling that you know they could be in for a better season than a lot of people, me included. Tips and for. I mean, everyone's tipping Salford to be the boys that are going to struggle this year, but I think they've started off okay. I mean, I guess St. Helens, I cover that game for local radio. And even though they went down to St. Helens, they didn't play that bad, to be honest, against the St. Helens team. And they bounced back with the win against Toronto. Saints were very good that night, weren't they? Mm. And uh, yeah, they've got they've got some 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 committee players there. I like the fact that they brought in Greenwood from um, from Hull Kingston Rovers. I think he really offers them something in the second row. So although um, they they've lost like a Josh Jones in the past six months, they've gained. Uh, a Greenwood and I think that he will go on and be a very astute signing for no, I know we're only, like I said I know we're only two rounds and who do you fear for already you're looking at it thinking oh where, my word they're in for a rough season uh, Toronto yeah, gotta say Toronto not yeah, really been too too impressed with them. I have mm. to admit, um, I thought they would make a bigger splash. I mean, I was, uh, despite my um, uh, differing views and uh, with, with the, the head coach, I, I wanted Toronto to do pretty well this season because obviously any team stepping up from the championship, they've come from the sort of division that we've been so used to covering over the years. Yeah, but they? don't forget that in terms of finances, they've been on a different level to the rest of the, the championship. Uh, they basically got a Super League salary um, cap to play with. Have to spend it wisely. 
Uh, at the minute, I'd say no. Well, it would suggest that if the if they're paying, you know, uh, re- reportedly three million pounds to one player over a, a what a two or three year contract, and they've not quite got the balance right. Mm. Um, you know, you look at you look at some of the squad as well. It's quite aged, isn't it? You know, Josh McCrone he's thirty two. Um, it's an old team, isn't it? Wilkin he's about thirty four, thirty five now, isn't he? You know, he's yeah. if, if not a little bit older. Um, you know, I was I was that surprised when Bob Besick didn't. Stop actually because I thought that he would have actually lowered the average age of that Toronto. But John Mello does. He does, yeah. He's yeah. a young 28 year old. He's a young 28. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you get my point, you know. They've yeah. got Latelli, who's, uh, you know, a, a fantastic centre, but again, he's sort of 29, 30 years of age. So yeah, well, all of a sudden with Toronto, you're looking at the fixture list and you're thinking, where's the first win going to come from? Yeah. They've got Wigan lined up I, I've got to say as well that in a couple of weeks I think Wakefield will struggle too um, you know from that early shallocking that they got um, uh, against against Hull Kingston Rovers um, and obviously they, they picked up an injury there for Danny Bruff so we don't know how long he's out for mm. um, we are being told it's not the season ending injury that everybody feared on the first couple of days after he did it but even so he's, he's, he's him missing from that team is a huge huge hole Let's go the the league below. They're up to round two as well. Ah, she was the same question. Uh, out of the championship, who's impressed you so far? Uh, gotta say, gotta say, to lose Olympic. I mean, they've come up with a, a fifty point shellacking of um, of Oldham. Shalakin, is, is that a lethal word, is it? Well, they give him, they give him a good hiding. Okay. He's got 58 points. Is that points. what on the streets of Lee? Shalakin, on, on the terraces of uh, the old Hilton Park? I, well, I don't know what gets said on the terraces of old Hilton Park because they're building on it now. I know, but it, back in the day, is that what they used to say? Hey, it's a great Shalakin. Does, does that sound like it, a good it, leaf? Is that what they say then on the terracing and the seats of the Lee Sports Village? Yeah. It's a Shalakin. It's a bit of a Shalakin, this oh, one. Right, okay. Uh, but it sounds good anyway, doesn't it? It's a bit mm. of a different word. Um, mm. You know, and I, I know that I know that the, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I'm going to big Lee Centurions up because they've had a, a good start to the season. Very solid against Dewsbury away. You've always got to come up with results over there at Dewsbury. It's uh, quite a tough place to go because the pitch dimensions are tight. It means that you've got to bring everything in and back to basics a little bit more. And they were outstanding last week against Sheffield Eagles to run 58 points past an Eagles side, which uh, by Mark Aston's reckoning uh, has been building and he's got a better squad this year. Um, it suggests that that Lee team uh, could be set for a challenge at the top end of that table once more. I'm going to throw Witness Vikings in the, in the mix there. I think, uh, I've, I've seen both of their games against Oldham and um, Batley. Has it been impressive? Ah, I've been quite impressive with the Vikings. They've got the right balance there. They've got a good mixture of experience. Mm-hmm. Plenty of ex- uh, youthful players that have got a point to prove and they're up for the fight. All right, maybe a bit weak in, in the forwards, so maybe um, a bit more experience in the pack might do them the world of good. But with Tim Sheens on the helm, it's always going to attract higher quality players isn't he and um, with the dual registration with Warrington who knows I think Widdens could go a lot better than everyone first thought well you mentioned dual registration I noticed that Lee's announced a, uh, a renewal along with St Helens of their dual registration um, that's been going the other way though so far this season because mm. there's been about four or five Lee players that have been used in the reserve system at St Helens but yeah yeah I mean Widdens are, are there or thereabouts I was expecting them to bounce back a little bit this season in all honesty um, London Broncos 
Suppose have made a, a very positive start as well. They've got two wins on the board early doors. Um, apparently, they blew Whitehaven away in the last 20 minutes last week. I was um, going to say, uh, one club they fear for in the Championship, I throw all of them in that mix as well, is Whitehaven. Yeah, I mean, it's I always. They, I think they're in for a season of struggle. It's always hard when you're coming up from the division below because you have been working to such a, a lower budget than the rest of the championship. Mm. You know, we, t- we talk about the fact that Toronto had this Super League budget. Well, compared. Compare somewhere like Whitehaven or Oldham with somewhere like Lee or Witness, and there's a huge, huge gap in what's being spent there as well. So you know, there's a, a an awful lot to go. Um, I think over the course of the, the the season, I wouldn't rule either of those sides out yet. By the way, because I think that they've both got uh, some some really good players amongst the squad, and I'm just really excited to see where it all goes over the course of the year. Keeping you up to date with everything rugby league. This is the final hooter on Radio General. Rugby League. This is the final hooter on Radio General. All right, then on the final hooter on loverugbyleague.com. We've taught the tour. We've said who's standing out in round two and round one after two rounds. Who's going to struggle? What's your opinion? It's like parking them on Twitter because I don't do social media. Yeah, so at Dave Parkinson mm. RL, I'll quite happily you'll chew getting, the fat with any rugby league you'll fan. You'll be getting that player tweet saying, What's that Adrian Jackson on about? He hasn't got a clue what he's on about. Or maybe I'll just get uh, tweets asking me, Am I a journalist? Yeah, by Brian McDermott, probably. He is his <laughs> podcast on loverbilly.com. Thanks very much to Radio General for letting us use the studio. Uh, let's talk about the action on the field. Who were the winners in round one? Well, we'll tell you, shall we? All kicked off on a Thursday night. You know my thoughts about it. I wasn't a fan of it. There was only 15,000 there. It would have been easy 20,000 on the first night for Wigan and Warrington. As it was. <laughs> keep saying this argument. You know, but as it was, Wigan defeated 12 man Warrington. Uh, we moved over to Friday. Wakefield lost that to Hulkinston Road. The St. Helens defeated Salford. Huddersfield Giants came back with an impressive win against Catalan Dragons. Uh, Castleford with two goals for the Wolfpack Toronto going down in round one at Headley. That was a double header, by the way. Uh, not a good day for the Leeds Rhinos. They lost that to Hull FC quite heavily. And they were the wins from round one. Yeah, round two. Uh, well, that saw some interesting games as well. Castleford Tigers getting the edge over Wigan Warriors. Mm. Hull FC just defeating their nearest and dearest Hull Kingston Rovers. Salford Red Devils defeating Toronto Wolfpack. And then we had uh, a clash of the Challenge Cup holders against the Super League champions. It was Warrington against St. Helens with Warrington winning through. Let's get some reaction from the round one winner, shall we? Let's hear from Adrian Lamb as his Wigan team defeated 12 man Warrington and the champions getting off to a winning start on the new coach Christian Wolf. A win's a win. It, it wasn't pretty at times, but it's two points. Yeah, you know it's um, when you when you've been through a long pre-season, you know every every club wants round one to be good and, and to come away with the two points and know that you've done the right job. And regardless of what happened in the game, we, we've got the two points. So you know we we know that we can we can play better than that. We know that we um, we're going to keep improving. But there were some positive signs, and I'm happy about that. I mean, they raced into that 8-0 lead, you came back, and perhaps when the injury, that little bit of momentum, you know, the length of time for the injury, it just went a little bit up to half-time, didn't it? Yeah, well, that's what happened. I just think we, we gave away too many penalties and, and made a few basic errors, and, and that kept Warrington in the game. You know, we, we, we could have strangled them at some stages there, but um, a little bit rusty. But, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that as the season unfolds, we'll get better at that. And the defence, when it needed, especially that last 10 minutes, albeit you got the six-point buffer, you certainly... 
show that resilience, which I think you wanted. Yeah, well, you know, we got knocked back a few tries at the different parts, and uh, we just needed that breather. But you know, they stuck to it, the boys, and and pretty pretty tough and resilient in defence. And uh, I'm I'm just happy for for the whole group. Um, you know, I th- I think that as a group, you know, there's a lot of new players in our in our squad, and time will. We'll need some confidence to build over over time, and I, and I know we'll be a strong side once we once we get to that point. Yeah, you know, we did what I thought we'd do in terms of uh, the intensity we played at, and um, you know I knew we were going to do some things well through the way we trained, and uh, I mentioned before the hard working, honest sort of nature of the group. So uh, come into a game confident, and it was good to see them uh, go through with that tonight. Team efforts, I think you'd also agree with, but some real good individual performances. Young Jack Wellsby uh, playing as well and having to move. Uh, because of injury, but to showed what well, I think lots of people know he's, he's one for the future, isn't he? A good player already. He's a good kid, good player. Uh, he showed some of his uh, some of his ability there tonight, and, and he's actually got more in him. Um, you know, he's been showing that all through the preseason at training. So, very happy with him. Um, you know, I thought our, our two big fronties certainly laid a really good platform, and as the game got on, they got more and more dominant in the middle there. And um, Johnny Lomax was certainly a class act and, and a real difference in the game. James Bentley showing what a useful utility player he is. You know better than me what, what his position is going to be, but he's certainly versatile. He is. He's uh, look. He's a good kid, James. He's um, he's tough. He works hard. He's worked really hard on his game there uh, in terms of making himself a hooker over the preseason, and you know, showed that he can go out to the back row and, and do a good job there as well. So he's great to have in your group. Some smart tries as well, uh, Christian. Yeah, I thought we played some really smart footy and. Yeah, the thing that impressed me the most was we showed some patience there where we had to and um, you know, when, we, when there wasn't anything in the set we were happy to get a repeat set and uh, most of the time when we got a repeat we tend to find a try on the next set so I thought we did some really good things in good ball. For to say, I know you'll tell me lots of improvement to come because I think you might tell me there was a few parts that was a little bit uh, scratchy. Yeah, there was only one area of the game or one period in the game that I was disappointed with and that was when we allowed the try and you know I thought we were defending well enough not to allow any tries in tonight, and um, you know we, we tackled two error off a kickoff set, um, got our markers a little bit wrong. Uh, yeah, Percy uh, Percival slips over a little bit, and, and we allowed a try, and that was a disappointing period. Keeping you up to date with everything rugby league. This is the final hooter on Radio General. Don't know going about the, the wolf pack for too long. Right. Oh, but anyway, you're obsessed. No, I mentioned how I said it makes you wonder where the first win's going to come from. Yeah, you've looked right. ahead, have you? Wait, I've looked ahead. Uh, they've got Wigan in round three. It's not happening there, I don't think. They've got Warrington in round four. I don't think it'll happen there. And they've got the St. Helens in round five. It's definitely not happening there. Yeah. Quite weirdly, at Warrington, that St. Helens game. That is weird, that. Is that meant to be a home game? Now, it'd be interesting to see whether the Kenya... I'm not going to do a Canadian accent. It'd be interesting to see whether they love the rugby league as much as they have done for the last three years, with they being the best team in the comp. Well, it probably doesn't help with the fact that they're not even going to play across in Canada until April. So, ah. you know... Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know that conditions are very different. So I know it's about minus 20 degrees over in places at the moment, yeah. and it's under snow. So it makes the, the, the sort of storms which we've had recently almost appear not like nothing. But, yeah because yeah, um, it's almost like they've got to grow rugby league every single time they, they take a game over there isn't it and mm. it doesn't help when they're not getting uh, they're not playing any games over there until well into the season 
We just heard from Adrian Lamb and Christian Wolf, and uh, the Wolfie Wolf man. I feel he, I think he's feeling after winning one and losing one. I think he would have been really well. You heard him; he was really, really happy after the first game. I think he was would have been a little bit disappointed with the way that, for me, St. Helens seemed to roll over and have the tummy tickled. Um, they kind of fell into a bit of a heap. Alex Wormsley failed that late fitness test in the before the game, and I know that's a big disruption. But one man dropping out. Of a 17 man squad Just shouldn't change the face of it completely mm. um, As for Warrington I thought Warrington got the tactics completely spot on In the second game They did uh, But Adrian Land, do you think he'll be happy? Again, I think again You heard him quite happy In that first game um, I'm not sure how impressed he would have been With losing over at Castleford yeah. To be honest game, They seem to struggle against Castleway, don't they? They do, they do They've done it for a number of years though. Mm. I mean Oh, it's just something Even in the when water. Sean Wayne is the coach. It's just something in the water there at Castleford. I think they get in front of that 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 um, they crumble that Weldon Road, that, don't they? That stand at Weldon Road, but it is like a cacophony of noise, <laughs> it isn't is, it? You yeah, know, you go out is. there and you you know they're right on top of you. I mean, I love going to Castleford for that very reason that it's one of the most oh, traditional well, rugby league grounds for that kind of thing. Yeah, but as a journalist sat there trying to do the radio was a nightmare. Oh no, you don't want to be sharing all your uh, all your Certainly when you've got the PA system going and the station working for once team news. Uh, but you hear yourself think. The other side of that as well is the fact that where you sit from a press point of view, every time anybody kicks the ball high up in the air, you have no clue where it'll end up. Yeah, you can't you can't see the big screen when it's um, a TV game as well. Always has its issues, doesn't it, though? It does. You've got to guess. Anyway, uh, big win for Warrington, bouncing back after losing that to Wigan, defeating St. Helens. And... Uh, Let's hear from Steve Price and Stefan Ratchford after their impressive victory. It's always pleasing when you, you know, you put you know solid performances like that together, and you know I thought there's some really good signs last week built off the back of that, and, and uh, it was very encouraging tonight. Uh, you know, the most pleasing thing was to, you know, keep a quality team like St Helens to, you know, zero points. They're, you know, they're a fantastic uh, rugby team, and you know I thought you know the energy we displayed across the line, you know the the amount of work would. And effort and detail we're doing from the inside, I thought was um, you know first class, and it was, a, it was a number of big game-changing moments, especially to you know hold a number of those plays over the uh, you know the white stripe there. And uh, the most pleasing thing also was you know the boys were playing some rugby too. Um, it was playing fairly direct, and you know with a bit of ball movement was pleasing. You know a lot of players have changed. You know there's a number of ethics you could say in terms of around their preparation and. You know, a big, re- big reflection of that is their body composition and you know how, how, how they're looking and also the speed they're getting across the park. So that's a reflection, but in saying that, it's round two. It's early days. Um, we're not getting carried away with ourselves and um, you know, there's still a lot of hard work to do. How good was your, uh, your spine tonight all the way down the middle of the pitch? Yeah, I thought they were really good, mate. Though, I thought <clears throat> you know, they've been growing in confidence. The more games they play, the better they're going to be. And, you know, um, you know, Blake... Uh, Maddie and, and Steph, and you know, I thought Daz Clark was was really good through that middle third also. And you know, losing Hilly, we Mike Cooper had to step up, and Jay Philbin played some big minutes. And yeah, you know, I understand they lost Alex there, you know, in the in the warm up. But um, you know, they're they're a quality football team, and you know, I know I know they'll bounce back. Must have been pleased we had fall Pat. They did lay a strong foundation, didn't they? You won a lot of the collisions early in the game. Yeah, we did. Yeah, there's. I feel that there's been a big emphasis on their, you know, their groundwork. Uh, you could say through the pre-season, and they're trying to dominate that. And 
And as we built in the game, I thought we started to win those little battles, um, you know, through that middle third sort of um, edge type areas. And, you know, it, um, you know, it was a reflection of a couple of good tries there on the edges. And do you know your... I mean, it's easy to overlook the fact you've got a couple of big, big players not available to you at the minute. Do you know you're starting 13 when they come back or are certain people giving you a bit of a headache at the minute? Certainly, uh, the second part of your, your uh, question was right. It's certainly giving us a bit of a headache. So uh, it's a good headache to be in and, uh, you know, I'm pretty confident, you know, Gareth will come into consideration next week. Um, Hughes, Jack Hughes, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Um, but... Yeah, I don't think we've got any injuries out of tonight, so we're in pretty good shape. Steph, given the nature of the opposition, I suspect that's one of the best wins you've perhaps ever had in a Warrington shirt. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, when, you, when you put it like that, you know, you look at you know, the quality Saints have, you know, throughout the side and, and the way they've performed, and you know, especially in attack, the points to rack up in games over the over the past couple of years. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's pretty pleasing and, and you know, pretty impressive to, to keep a side like that to nil. Defensively, especially in your own twenty, you really gave a sniff. No, it was good. I, you know, I think we, um, I think we showed that last week. I think we had, you know, despite obviously the result last week, I think we could take a lot of, a lot of positives out of it. You know, keeping a, again a, a quality side like Wigan to, you know, sixteen points and what was it ten points when we went down to, to twelve men and eleven men at times. So I think we, you know, we spoke about building on that this week, and, and I certainly think we've done that. But you know, we're not going to get. You know, get too carried away. We know it's round two, and you know, however impressive that that performance was, you know, we, we know we've got a long way to go, and we've certainly got areas to to improve as well. So, you know, like I said, there's plenty of positives to take out, but we also know there's the stuff to stuff to work on, and we'll not get excited at. Like I said, with, with it only being round two. Can you take some some inspiration for how you kept him out defensively at Wembley last year? Yeah, there was. That. I think we, we've showed, we, you know, on our day, we, you know, we've showed we can turn up and we can defend and, and all that sort of stuff. But I think the key for us is, is doing it consistently. I think last year we, you know, we had we had good moments. Like I said, the, the Wembley was probably the standout one, and those patches throughout the year where we showed what we was capable of. But um, you know, then on on the back of that, there were some performances where we just think, you know, kind of what what's happened here, and we're you know just conceding points and tries all over the place. So like I said, we we know what we're capable of and. You know, we know we can do it. It's just the, you know, the thing for us is being consistent with it and and building week on week. And if, if we can do that, you know, we'll certainly be in a, a much better position. You know, at the end of this season than we was, you know, last year. Didn't Matty Ashton started off like a house on fire, hasn't he? In your usual position at fullback. Yeah, he is. He's, he's an unbelievable player. He's, uh, you know, considering he's, he's, he's relatively new to the game as well. He's got, you know, he, he's got a lot of growth in him, which is which is quite scary as well. So, uh, but yeah. I, I don't think I've seen many faster than what he is. He's, he is unbelievably fast. So um, you know, he's just got that that instinct and, and that speed to to get most places where or get places where most people can't. So you know, it's good. It's exciting. It's you know, competition for places. You know, the more more competition for places we have, the better it's going to make people form, and, and hopefully that'll obviously increase the team performance. And Gareth Woodup gets back. It's going to get very interesting, isn't it? It certainly is. Um, you know, that's that's an headache for Pricey to. To have, you know, I'm sure it's an headache. You know, he'd, he'd much rather have than having, you know, one person in each position who's not performing well and we're lingering at the foot of the table. So, uh, yeah, it's a, you know, it's it's a massive headache for him. And, and like I say, we know now you you've got to perform to to keep your place. And you know, whatever, you know, decision price he makes to, you know, when, when Gaz is fit, whether, you know, whichever way he goes, whoever, you know, someone's going to uh, someone's going to obviously miss out along the way. So. 
but you know we're, we're all about team first here as well. So you know whoever gets whoever gets the nod, I'm sure as disappointed as the other people will be, they'll be there to, to give them a tap on the back and say, you know, good luck in this game and, and hopefully we pick up the two points because, like I said, we're, we're all about team first here and, and that's where we are. Keeping you up to date with everything rugby league, this is the final hooter on Radio General. It is the final hooter. We're talking rugby league on loverugbyleague.com. My name's Adrian Jackson. He's David Parkinson. We heard from Steve Price, the Price is Right. Can't help but saying that. Can you? You keep saying that, I don't you? can't help it. Stefan Ratchford, uh, also talking about Warrington bouncing back and winning St. Helens. And uh, Ratchford, good week for him because he signed a, a new contract extension to remain with the Wolves to 2021, is it? 2022. 2022. Yeah, so the England International, who's 31 now, joined Wire from Salford back in 2012. Uh, helped them lift the Challenge Cup twice, including mm. last term when they defeated St. Helens. 20 grand Helens. a season, that's not bad of a value for them, is it? Yeah, he's also played over 230 games for the club now. Right, OK. Uh, you know, so he's been real value for money, hasn't he? Yeah, he's a very versatile player, isn't he? Not just that, but Steve Price has actually said in this press release he's been a really good sounding board for him right. and a strong okay. leader within the team, which he expects him to grow uh, the longer that he's there. So, uh, 2011, my maths are correct. They've already mentioned the fact it's 20 grand a season. Yeah. You'll get a testimonial, won't you? Uh, he, he should very well do, shouldn't he? Do you reckon he'll retire then, or do you reckon he'll carry on? I think there's a bit more, there's a bit more in them legs yet. Um, whether it's at Warrington or not remains to be seen because he has got a young whippersnapper that's really biting at his heels that's now, it. hasn't he? In the opening two rounds, it looks like Steph has lost his fullback position. Oh, Matty Ashton has been superb. Looks like he's been playing at that level all his career, doesn't he? And uh, when you look at back, he's two years out of playing for Rochdale Mayfield. Thing in the is, right, I've, I've been at both of them games at once and I played. And everyone said in the stand, how fast is that fullback? Oh, he's quick. How fast is that fullback? You should have seen him last year going length of the field nearly yeah. every week for Swinton. Lightning fast. Very quick. Almost as fast as my... No fire. Almost as fast as me in my day. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard... Well, no, he's almost as fast as you when it comes to paying at the <laughs> bar, mate. That's how quick you are. <laughs> Right, before we move away from Super League, let's give you the fixtures for round three. Uh, Wigan play Toronto. Uh, Leeds play Hawkinson Rovers. Salford take on Huddersfield Giants. Catalan Dragons take on uh, Casford T- uh, Tigers. Hull FC versus St. Helens. Uh, Wakefield take on Warrington. Some tasty fixtures coming up there, isn't there? There is. Particularly the Hull and St. Helens one. Uh, mm. I know that's one that you're eagerly looking forward to, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, mate? looking forward to that long journey to Hull. Mm. Yeah. I thought he was going to really build that up then. <laughs> Come on, this is like two of the top sides. I know, it'd be a cracking game. It'd be a cracking game. I'm also intrigued, really, with regarding Salford Red Devils and Huddersfield Giants. On paper, you would have said initially, that's not really one to warm the cockles of your heart, would you? But. Uh, they've both made sort of like some significant signings, haven't they? So yeah. uh, I want to see whether Huddersfield are the real deal. Unfortunately, they had uh, their game last week postponed alongside uh, Wakefield. So Huddersfield Giants oh, yeah, went to play Leeds. Dennis. Yeah. No, no, no because that's of, not Dennis. Because of Kiara. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Or Kiora. Kiora, that's Kiora. Orange Juice Man. Orange Juice. I'll be your dog. I remember that advert. Yeah. Not that anything's ever had an effect on me. Wakefield lost their game against Catalan's Dragons as well, by the way. Um, you know, so I, I, I do sort of wonder about Huddersfield Giants. It's all about the Caesar, isn't it? All eyes have been France, though. Israel Fully making his return to rugby league. Has he, have they actually said he's making his debut yet? Has I he been believe, named in the 21 he, man? Yeah, I believe he might be making his debut. Watch his space on that one. Mm. 
keeping you up to date with everything rugby league. This is the final hooter on Radio General. Hasn't been confirmed yet, so don't quote us on that one. Uh, let's talk Championship and then League One, because the League One boys start their campaign this weekend as well. In the Championship, oh, well, everyone's expecting it's going to be Toulouse, who, who are going to be there or thereabouts at the end of it. But they, they started off the season quite impressive, so it does suggest they are going to be the team to beat. Yeah, definitely. I think especially the home farm is going to be something special. I mean, they're playing at the uh, the Ernest Stad Vallon uh, this season, which they share with the, the Toulouse Ernest what? Stad Vallon. All right, okay. I think all right, so it might be the Ernest Fallon Stad or something. Don't, don't, yeah. It sounded good the first time round, especially yeah. when I did it. You know, oh, so okay. um, let's stick with what, whatever I said first of all. Yeah. But yeah, at home they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think they've already shown that with the way that um, after they got reduced to twelve men in the opening round, they defeated York, and then, they went, then the way that they put the points uh, through. Uh, Oldham and gave them a bit of a shallowkin as I mentioned before. Mm. Um, so yeah, so they've made an extremely good start to the season. You mentioned their winning in round one against York. There was other wins for Lee Centurions against Dewsbury, and then there was wins for Feverson Rovers, London Broncos, Halifax, Witness, and Swinton. Round two was an abridged round because Featherstone Rovers against Halifax, Swinton against Dewsbury and York City Knights against Bradford Bulls were all postponed because of Storm Kiera. Uh, Lee Centurions got the better of Sheffield Eagles, London Broncos defeated Whitehaven, Toulouse Olympique had that big win against Oldham and Witness Vikings were impressive at times against Batley Bulldogs. You mentioned Witness Vikings, I still can't believe Tim Sheens as the head coach for Witness, I never saw that one coming at all. No, no. I don't I, think anyone within the world of rugby league seen it coming. We seriously didn't see it to be fair, yeah, and um, you know, fair play to him for, for, for making that step as well. I wondered how he was going to go to be honest because yeah, when you've everyone was. coached at the very, very top level and you've worked with elite players for so long um, with all due respect the position that Winnies find themselves in isn't at that elite level at the moment is it they have the potential to get back there without a doubt they've obviously got uh, a lot of money invested and a lot of talent invested in the reserve squads and in their academy system and what have you um, but yeah I was wondering how he was going to get on and whether he'd still have the uh, he'd still have sort of like the teeth of the fight so to speak but I think what we've seen so far is that uh, we've got a rejuvenated Tim Sheens which is only a bonus for the championship he's loving his rubber league isn't he great to see I mean how old is he now Oh, he's in his been 60s. Been there and done it, hasn't it? Hasn't he has. He? He has. Been there and done it. Uh, I mean, you're talking of a man that's won NRL premierships. Oh, sure. I mean, your first professional coach ever in rugby league. I know, I know. Been there and done it. Everyone goes about Wayne Bennett. Tim Sheens is just as illustrious. And they go on about Brian Smith as well. And, and you're right, he's in that sort of whole pantheon of, of top, top class. And he is at witness in the championship. I know we did it with Hawkinson Rovers, but Hulk KR at the time we are in a stronger position than we're witnessed out at the minute no disrespect to witness by the way you're, you're getting starstruck I can tell right, everybody is everybody's starstruck at witness at the minute is this it's Tim Sheens every player you speak to I can't believe I mean Kenny Baker was playing for Goldburn a couple of years ago then he goes North Wales and now he's got Tim Sheens as his head coach he, he must be thinking my word where, where, how did this happen uh, yeah yeah and you know you, you've got you've got players uh, you've got other players that have followed similar trajectories haven't you who mm. uh, are also now being coached by Sheens so yeah yeah it's, it's a great coup for the championship to be honest and you know should make it very interesting one player that is impressed is Jack Owens I caught up with him after the win against Oldham Jack Owens uh, badly proven to be tricky opponents but you got the win 
Yeah, um, we we went off to a flying start. To be honest, you know, we went twelve and looked well. Yeah, twelve and looked pretty early, and then um, tried that. I probably should have should have stopped, and then um, you know, within five minutes of twelve all, and we got them back into the game. And um, we wasn't happy with that first half. Defensively, we wasn't happy. Um, I wasn't happy personally with uh, as a back, as a back three. So still some uh, areas to improve in that second half. You know, we show that we can produce as a club. But you know, it's back in front at like, half time. So that try was quite handy to get. Yeah, oh, to be honest, the way we come out of the second half, that try did help. It might just been maybe a little mental factor for them, you know, put them down a bit. But we were confident that we needed a bit of a rocket up the bum. And, um, you know, that's what we got as a group. You know, Sheens didn't come in and, and mourn at us. You know, me, me, Smees, Logan, you know, we, we said what we thought that uh, performance on terms of the energy levels and the little 1% is that everyone bangs on about. And then Sheens just spoke to us about the court, about the rugby side of it. And um, we corrected our errors. and we got the result that we're, we fully deserved. Crucially as well, prevented them from scoring any more tries in the second half. Yeah, and I think, that, I think that's the big thing to look at. Uh, you know, we scored some good tries. Um, you know, Grady played outstanding today. Um, you know, he, he's been a real big asset for us this year. Um, but like you said, you know, to, to keep them in terms of second half, to nil, um, we defended half the try line for about four, four sets in the run-off, so we held them out. Um, in this competition, they're going to score tries that like they did in the first half where a hook is just going to show them but dive over. So it was really pleasing to get them to zero the second half and a um, big game against London next week. Got to mention the weather, pretty tricky out there at times, wasn't it? <laughs> it wasn't nice goal kicking in. One minute yeah. blue right, one minute blue left. So um, we did it tough first half, they had the win second half. So we, we sort of mentally, you know, you sort of thinking, let's just stay in this game, let's try and blow them away early. And second half, we can come out with the advantages with the win behind our back, you know. We've got likes of Matty Smith and Danny Craven, as he proved the past couple of years. You know, he's probably got the best left footing. Uh, well, up there with Matt Sneed in rugby league and over in England, they're a man championship. So uh, we, we can kill teams with our kicking game and uh, we're looking really good with the ball. Um, I think we know that as a club and we just need to um, sharpen the tools and defence. And, um, you know, I think we're going to surprise a few people in this league. You mentioned London Broncos next Sunday. You're going into that off the back of two wins, so confidence is, is going to be sky high. Yeah, look, confidence is high, I think. You go into a game confidence anyway, you know, two wins, two losses. Each week you go into the game confident, knowing that you've got the team to beat the opposition. Um, well, I don't know I don't know if London wants today or not, if, if they come where they're not check the scores yet. Um, but, you know, one thing you play against London, they're very fit and they're very physical. Um, so we're going to have to turn up next week. We're going to have to start how we started this week, but we can't have that lapse in concentration because a team like London, no disrespect to Batley, they got back into the game and um, I think fitness played a big factor today and I think London's going to be able to match us with that. So it's going to be a tough game next week, but we're more than welcome for them and um, we want to try and make us a bit of a fortress here. So we'll, we'll welcome them with open hands, we respect them, but hopefully we'll come away with the two points. Keeping you up to date with everything rugby league. This is the final hooter on Radio General. Right then, fixture for round three in the championship sees Lee take on York, Sheffield versus Toulouse, Widnes versus London Broncos, Batley versus Swinton, Bradford versus Feverson Rovers, Halifax versus Dewsbury, Whitehaven uh, versus Oldham. Quarter past six on a Sunday night, what's that about? Yeah, that's because it's on the hour league at that. Ah, right, so okay. Sunday night's our league, our league night. So Sunday get, night's our league night, yeah, like it. Get yourself downloading that if you haven't already, uh, you'll be able to catch up with all the action there. Interesting as well, just before we move on, Sheffield Eagles playing their home game at Castle Park, Doncaster, which oh, is the home okay. of the Doncaster Rugby Union team. Right. Uh, at the moment... Sharing with the dark side. Just temporarily, just mm. whilst uh, they're getting the stadium side out. All right, They'll soon be back in Sheffield. Uh, we mentioned League One starts this weekend. Well, it does, and it doesn't. Well, it does. It's only one game, because of all the postponements in the Challenge Cup the week before, because of Storm 
Kiora, as you call it. <laughs> uh, just one game in League One. Sees uh, North Wales Crusaders take on Doncaster. Tell you what, you'll be you'll be keeping your, your I will, I like ears North to the ground Wales. though, won't you? I like North Wales. They're my they're my like um, guilty pleasure club uh, of rugby league. And to be honest, Richard Horn always has Doncaster playing an enterprising brand of rugby as well. Mm. I mentioned the Challenge Cup. Um, well, who made it to round four for a start? Well, teams that made it through were the British Army. They've got two flying Fijian wingers. So if you think Noel Argo's doing a really good job at Hull, they've got two others oh, well, just then, like then him. will be at Hull then, won't they? Uh, so you never know. Hunslet defeated Coventry. Lee Miners Rangers defeated Bentley. Uh, North Wales Crusaders, we mentioned them before. They defeated Rochdale Mayfield. Gav Rodden scoring four tries there on debut. Uh, what a player and what a talent he could be potentially for North Wales Crusaders this uh, season. Siddle got the better of West Hull in a, a great clash between two traditional amateur sides. Thornhill Trojans gave the very all against Doncaster with Doncaster just winning through in the very last minute 24-20 uh, West Wales got dumped out of the Challenge Cup by Underbank Rangers uh, so a great result there for Underbank Rangers. A couple of tries there for Oliver Restel as well, who uh, looks like he's a real talent. They led 12-4 at half-time and were able to complete the deal in the second half. Uh, Championship boys made their start to the world of uh, Wembley and the Challenge Cup in the next round of the draw. Who drew who? Uh, so, yes, in the fourth round of the Challenge Cup, we have uh, Rochdale Hornets or York Acorn will face the British Army. Whitehaven against the Dewsbury Rams. North Wales Crusade has been rewarded for that victory of over Mayfield with a home game against Hunslet. Sheffield Eagles will host Halifax. Workington Town or West Bowling will play against Doncaster. Bradford Bulls will take on Underbank Rangers. Huge tie for them. Featherstone Rovers have drawn Barrow Raiders or London Scholars. London Broncos will take on York City Knights. Swinton Lions have got an intriguing tie against Lee Miners Rangers. Lee Centurions at home to the Batley Bulldogs. Siddle against Keithley Cougars on Newcastle Thunder and Widnes. Well, they got the small uh, affair of Oldham once again. Oh, that's um, that would be good news for Tim Sheens. And then where's the upset? Uh, where's the upset? Again, you know what? I'd love to see Lee Miner. I know I'm, I know I'm saying this and I'm sorry to everyone at Lee East, you know, who I'm involved with uh, behind the scenes there. But I would love to see Lee Miner's Rangers do a job over Swinton there. Great to see Wilf George pulling the, the pulling the balls out the hat, by the way. He, what a player he was. Great player. That is a great tie, by the way, Sheffield against Halifax. Uh, yeah. But in, in, intriguingly, you know, there is four games that uh, got postponed last weekend in the Challenge Cup. So Rochdale play against York Acorn at Salford this Sunday. Workington take on West Bowling up at Workington on Sunday at 2. Barrow against London Scholars is also Sunday at 3. Keithley against Newcastle. Well, that's your Saturday offering on our league I'll uh, be at that game myself now you want to talk about the uh, Great Britain Community Lions don't you I do before yeah. we go yeah so just before we go um, I, I really like this so um, you know the, the Community Lions they have got a youth uh, squad that they have announced it's 24 men in it so far uh, and a big mention to none other than Siddle. Uh, we've already had a couple of uh, good good shout-outs in this uh, podcast. Um, big up the Siddle. Yeah, th- but they've got four players up for representation in this 24-man right. squad. On, so, you know, it's, a, it's tremendous, you know, that they have provided so many. Kells have provided three. Lee Miners Rangers have got a couple in there. 
as of Lee East have got a couple as well so it's great to see clubs like Dalton perhaps who don't get the the type of publicity and what have you also providing players so that is going to be a squad which will get whittled down to 21 over the coming weeks uh, and then that youth squad will play over in Italy in September for the uh, it's a, uh, competition that's played for every two years involving the European Championship so that's one to look out for a little bit later for. on good luck to them guys and uh, enjoy your rugby league